What's up, you guys? What's up? Welcome to Atlanta Falcons Nation. Heavy hitters. We are of two of our out of three. Matt Mike will be on in a moment, but I want to make sure y'all go ahead and start tuning in. What's going on, everybody? What's going on today? Oh, my goodness. It's been a lot, a lot, a lot of changes that's been happening. So I know you guys are about to go in on this. So while we're while we're waiting on Mr. Matt Mike, though, while you're listening to us on Facebook, Twitter, um, make sure you're following us on YouTube at Atlanta Falcons Nation. Make sure you're also following, let me get my hands right, Jew Talk Sports on YouTube. Yeah. Mr. Jeff K. Styles <laughs> also on YouTube and Lust Exchange. It has nothing related to Atlanta Falcons Nation and also Matt Mike Sports. But let's go ahead and get into this. Y'all make sure there's still a Q&A, people. So if you want some of your comments read and everything, please go ahead and tune in. Leave some comments and questions um, like we got this one right here. So, But let's go ahead and start with the guys. They will get into this Q&A a little later. Thank y'all for tuning in. All right, Jew. All right, Kevin. What's up? What's up? What's going on? Well, first of all, I want to say appreciate y'all tuning in tonight. I'm gonna give a couple shout outs. Agilon as usual, 34 ATM 05, Jerry Bowie. What to do, what to do. K Styles, Jew talk. What Jew? Jew on that beat. This one down here, <laughs> Maggie T. Yes, so let's go ahead and get into this today. How do you guys feel about the coaching changes? That's definitely like let's not even worry about the season right about now. We need to worry about what just occurred a couple of you know these couple of days. What are y'all thoughts on the coaching changes? The you know the firings. What are your thoughts on Raheem Morris? Let's kind of get into that just a little bit. You want to take it first, K Styles, or you want me to go ahead? I'm, I'm gonna let the voice of reason take this one first. <laughs> hey. Hey, I think it was time for Dan Quinn to go. The right was on the wall. Arthur Blank is not playing no games. Me and K Styles was just talking about it. Like he won a winner. Uh, he said he owed he owes it to the fans. So when he bought this team, he said that he was gonna put out a winning product. And right now, uh, Dan Quinn wasn't getting the job done. So sometimes you can't live off your past. I mean, he did get us to a Super Bowl. Um, I do want to thank. Dan Quinn for everything that he did while he was here. Um, everybody knows that Dan Quinn is a great man, a great guy. But sometimes it's not about being a great, you know, a great guy off the field and stuff like that. Sometimes it's a it's a production business. We talked about it. Me and K Style said NFL means not for long. That's what it stands for. And if you ain't getting the job done, if you're not winning games at the end of the day, it's time out for being a good guy. I mean, the players they keep saying that they love him and things of that nature. And I love Dan Quinn as a person. And I thought he was a decent coach as well, but he wasn't getting the production. He wasn't getting these players motivated. He wasn't scheming up the correct uh, defense to get stops and stuff like that. And they weren't winning football games. So as much as we like him, the person, Dan Quinn, the person, he wasn't getting the job done. And we live in a production business. If I go to my job and I don't perform, then you get, you know, you get rode up, you get fired. Mm -hmm. that 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 kind of stuff happens so i mean at the end of the day it's a business we, they might dan quinn he was a, like i said a great guy i think arthur blank and rich mckay they, they had nothing but glowing things to say about him 
they just felt like he wasn't getting the job done as far as the business side of it. He wasn't winning games. And Arthur Blake talked about it in his press conference that before the season started, they basically sat Thomas Dimitrov down and Dan Quinn down and basically stated, it's playoffs or bust. Mm-hmm. And we started off 0-5. No team has ever made the playoffs after starting 0-5. So it was like they gave – I think that 0-5 was like the threshold. They were trying to see if they were going to turn it around, and it didn't look like mm-hmm. things were turning around. So at that point, Dan Quinn was like, hey, you know, you didn't lost five straight, and no team has ever came back from that. It doesn't look like this team is going to make the playoffs like you promised. So, hey, it's time to go. Point blank in the period. And I'll let K Styles take it. Yeah. I, I want I want to get on to what Sid Falcon said. What I said, what's going on, bro? I know he said he said Quinn was fired on his birthday, so I know he I know he turned hey, up. happy birth belated birthday. <laughs> but it like I said, it, it like I said, when he came in, it was a different energy that we was used to from you know Mike Smith and the the whole laid backness he came in but i think what happened was after the yeah 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 go ahead never mind me go ahead do your thing never mind me hey hey i'm not important important. well why are you interrupting sir Thank you. Y'all done okay. started the show without me. You know what I'm saying? I thought I thought hey, this you was supposed to be a team. Cool. You know what I'm saying? This is supposed to be a team and shit. Yeah. Man, it, this ain't even a team. Y'all done started without me. The like, team was here. You this? wasn't. This is supposed to be the heavy hitter. Not Juju hey, and this heavy style. hitter. This is a heavy hitter. She so heavy I'm hitter. Him. The difference. But but get back get back to what it's saying. Like I said, after that Super Bowl, after that Super Bowl debacle and all that was going on, you can kind of tell that the energy kind of changed. It was just treading down. And players was not responding to him like they want to. Like they fought for him. They they say they fought for him. They wanted to keep him, but the product didn't show mm-hmm. what they wanted. And it was just mm-hmm. time for a change. Like hey, we seen we seen it last year. Raheem Morris took over this defense. Him and Jeff Ober took over hey, this defense. Hey, hey, let, let me say this. And it was like hey. Might well give him a chance. See, hey, we can only go, mm-hmm. go up from here. We can't go no further down. Um, You're right. I, I, I'm tired of, like I said, mm-hmm. this is the most I've heard the Atlanta Falcons on national TV for anything ever. And it's for the wrong reason. We got Colin Cowher out here talking about that Ryan is only good in situations. He may, basically called him that Prescott. Mm-hmm. Like I said, unfortunate what happened to him. I mean that that that's messed up injury. But man, that making never mind, never mind, never mind. Hey, 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 don't go, don't go hard on him yet. But it's my step. But don't yeah, not not yet, yet, not yet. Hey man, what say what's up to the people, Mike? Say what's up to the people, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You and these pauses. What? what? Man, I 
ain't starting no motherfuckers. I ain't starting now one of them. I ain't starting how many people in here? What is I'm not telling y'all. and so many coaches that can consistently lose and still keep their job. Drew Brees, they were 79 for three years in a row. That's three losing seasons. That's enough to get you fired in the days NFL. So it's only so many teams that, so many courts that have that 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 power. That's This is not the same NFL anymore. So when it comes down to it, um, I'm not going to shit on DQ. He did his. He did a great job. I'm not gonna crap on TD. They did a great job. They had some hits and they had some misses. We wouldn't have Matt Ryan. We wouldn't have Julio Jones. We wouldn't have Grady Jarrett if it wasn't for Thomas Dimitrov. So I'm not gonna sit here and say that you know I'm glad this guy. Look, let's just start over. Positivity, man. You know what I'm saying? It, from this point out. We need to focus on what we can, how we can move, evaluate these players that we do have, and move on. It's time to move on. It's a new day. It's a new day. New Let's go. day. 
It's a new day, dog. It's a, it's a new day for me. That's all I'm worried about. Well, I'm going to join in and be mad Mike today, though, because I get your humbleness Ooh, and your, your, your sweetness about this guy, but it's a fucking about time that he is gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> too many years with too many opportunities and chances. I'm I'm absolutely ecstatic that Dan Quinn is gone. Thomas is gone. We need to go ahead and get rid of a couple of more. I'm not really sold on Raheem, but you know, he's gonna re you know, he has eleven games to kind of show himself and prove himself, but everybody expecting him to save the day. Impossible. But he will try his hardest and everything that he can. Um, I feel like sometimes uh, maybe with the direction he did have, maybe he was held back just a little bit. So now we get to see exactly what he's all about when he has a little bit more leadership um, under his belt. Um, I did see the conference today. and He's very um, confident. He's excited to start and everything like that. So me, I, I'm not humble about this situation because I'm extremely happy that it, it happened. Now I want to see a bit more things to happen um, throughout the rest of this off season and during the season or whichever, they probably not going to make any more big, big major moves moves right now because even off the blank did say that, you know, they're not trading anyone, you know, anything for any type of massive draft picks or anything like that. So I think this is just going to be a decision more, closer to the post, you know, after the game, the season is over with. So I don't know. I'm just happy. I'm happy. I don't know about what y'all got to say, but I'm happy. <laughs> like I say, it was just about that time. It was just about that time. It's all about that time. I mean, shoot. It ain't much you can say about it. It really ain't much you can say about it. If you saw Arthur Blank's face when he came down that field last week, said everything. That press conference, Said everything. He looked like Don Cor Cornelius. Looked like Don Corleone. <laughs> whatever you, whatever Don <laughs> in front of it. He like he he basically just told the whole team, "You better step up, or mm -hmm. you get stepped on." Amen. Like, bro, bro, ain't got too much. Like I said, he didn't he didn't see Atlanta United win a championship. He got a little taste of that. He want that with the father. That's what he wanted at the. From the get go, he won that championship for the foul. And absolutely. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead, Mike. Let, let me say this. Let, let, let me say this. Uh, I'm just gonna address. I want to address this. This was gonna be my um. Uh -oh. my two point Mike, I already know what you, I think I know what you're right looking right. at, Mike. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. yeah. Hey, you, look, I, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I told you, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm with this, all the fuck shit today. Like, I'm, I'm sorry for my language. No, I'm not. Oh, fuck that. I'm not sorry for my language. I'm, I'm with all this shit today. All right. I'm just gonna say this, and this is what I've been dying to say. We got some. The reason why Atlanta Falcons Nation is the way it is. It's because of our raggedy ass. That's why I've been saying it, we are the fucking problem. They don't respect us because we don't respect us. 
as soon as somebody not, doesn't know up to your punk ass, stupid ass, your expectations, you want to get rid of them. Don't give me this bullshit talking about Matt Ryan is 36 and he old. Tom Brady is 500 years old. He's Methuselah. He can't even move. He can't move off a spot. And y'all still cheering him. Y'all still talking about he's a GOAT. You still talking about Drew Brees and these guys going to win championships. Matt Ryan is 36 years old. And this is what you guys do to a guy that has been nothing but consistent. And now what you saying is a manifestation of what this team has been all the time. If Matt Ryan does not come through, the Falcons lose. If Matt Ryan doesn't come through, we lose. If he didn't have that EP season, we would not have had a Super Bowl. Let's be real, because that defense was trash even then. And then you want to talk about you want to bring Trevor Lawrence in. As soon as that rookie starts doing bad, your ass is going to be right back saying, oh, we need a black quarterback. And I'm just going to be real. As soon as he starts struggling, get that white boy off the field. That's what y'all going to say. You know it. I know it. But y'all don't want to tell the truth. Let's just be real. And like I said, I'm with it today. I'm reading all the comments and I'm giving all the fire. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm, I'm sick of Atlanta Fox Nation. I'm sick of y'all. That ain't Atlanta Fox I'm sick Nation. of the journalists. I'm sick of the journalists. I'm sick of the fans. I'm sick of all of you. Because the journalists... As soon as something goes down, as soon as something goes bad, what they doing? Writing articles. Arthur Blank wants to get rid of Matt Ryan. Arthur Blank wants to get rid of Julio Jones. You're the problem. It's not the players. You're the problem. Well, that was the man Mike we were waiting on. <laughs> I completely agree with Mike, though. And I want to kind of piggyback on what he was talking about. It's so crazy how like Matt Ryan will make one mistake. Like Sunday, I got on my show and I talked about it. We talked about it after the game that Matt Ryan made a bad a bad pass. That pass to Russell Gage in the end zone was a back-breaking turnover. But at the end of the day, how many times have we seen Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady make a mistake on the goal line when the game on the line, nobody says nothing. But why don't we say anything? Nothing. Because their defense bails they bail, they bail them out. We remember in the Super Bowl when the the uh, the Seahawks were getting ready to score a touchdown. All they had to do was get a ball to beast mode. What they do? Try to throw a you know try to throw a slant pattern, intercepted by Malcolm Butler. But what mm -hmm. happens? Everybody always praises Tom Brady. No matter if somebody else steps up on his team and makes a play, Tom Brady always gets all the credit. He gets all the glory. But when he makes a mistake, because they, he's quote unquote the GOAT, nobody says anything. Matt Ryan makes one mistake and it's like, you know, the worst thing in the world. Like everybody was waiting for Matt Ryan to make one mistake on Sunday so they can say, well, see, this is why we need a new quarterback. But he's been the, the guy that's keeping us in these games, real talk. When you score 39 points against Dallas, when you, when you score 30 some points against Chicago, 
like those games are not on Matt Ryan. Yeah, every every quarterback has a bad game here and there. But like Mike said, we the problem with Falcons fans is we're uh, flaky. We're real flaky. Like we're with our players one game when they're doing well, but as soon as they make one mistake, we're on their back. And the thing about it that kind of pisses me off is we do it with the players we want to do it with. Like we praise Michael Vick, but Michael Vick had bad games, believe it or not. Any player that you like, Julio Jones has bad, has had bad games. Calvin Ridley has had bad games. Like he Mike dropped Trump the game-winning offensive touchdown. He exactly. dropped, a, he dropped a, a vital touchdown. Nobody got on him and said trade him. Let's trade exactly. Julio. Nobody he played said terrible that. against. He played terrible against Green Bay. Don't know, and nobody say trade Calvin Ridley. Mike got on here and talked about it on our last nobody. show. Like Calvin Ridley had zero catches against Green Bay. He played terrible on Monday night. Five he was slipping, falling. Five targets and five targets. He had zero catches and five targets and those balls. A lot of them was right there, right near him, and nothing right. happened. Nothing happened. So I'm like, if you guys are going to be on Matt Ryan's um, back like that, we got to keep that same energy with everybody. We can't just treat Matt Ryan one way and then the players that we like, we're not going to criticize them. We got to criticize the whole team, and that's why I've been trying to say that this Can whole I time. I'm, I apologize. I apologize. Oh, I'm talking ahead, to you, but I, I gotta say this. I, go I, ahead, I, Mike. I, I gotta say this too. What happened to the pass rush? Where was Grady Derrick? Where was he? Cause that motherfucker was MIA. MIA. Where was he? Where was Debo? Come on, Falcons Nation. Don't get quiet on me now. Where were they? Oh, These guys can pay big time. K-Styles, go, go, do your thing. No, I can tell you where they was at. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you where they was at. They were trying to go to the Chick-fil-A out, and for, <laughs> so, and they forgot it was closed on Sunday. <laughs> nah, tell, tell the truth, K-Styles. They was on the side of a milk carton, dog. <laughs> All of them on the side of a milk carton, dog. We got oh, ran through by Mike Davis. Card, I, didn't, hold, hold. I didn't even know who Mike, Mike Davis was, dog. He ran through us like he was goddamn Derrick uh, Henry, he was carrying three, four Falcons. Getting after contact, I don't know how many times I see him carry three or four Falcons for five more yards and get first downs. Like on that last drive, we talk about running the football. We, they had like eight minutes left in the game. They literally drained it all the way down just by running the ball. They ran the ball. They were getting like ten yards a clip. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Yeah, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater looked like he was just he looked like he was just shocked that he had time. It was crazy. Yeah, that that, yes. that that was just not good. Like you said, like you said, Jew, his jersey was pretty much clean the whole game. He was at a passing camp, dog. You might as well say they have <laughs> they was flag football. They won't even get in a hand on that man, dog. He was chilling. The paid man passing camp. And like I said, he <laughs> what. Yeah, that that right there. Like, but even the, like I said, Grady Jarrett was Grady Jarrett was nowhere to be found. And like I, I love Grady, but I gotta call a spade a spade. You can't be disappearing, getting paid that much money. He disappeared. That was no pressure at all in the middle or from the edges. Nothing. Though that dude was literally playing dedicate with the ball. Like <laughs> we got a comment. Uh, Prince Ward said. Dion has uh, been playing weak since the Cowboys game. Huh? I would say the whole defense been playing weak. 
I don't even need to single nobody out. I'm just going to call a whole defense. Everybody on the defense playing sorry. Everybody. Yeah, because nobody's getting turnovers. At the end of the day, I love what Raheem Moore said today in his press conference. Now, I don't know if it's going to resonate with the players, but he said it today. We need to dominate. That's basically what he said in his press conference today, that we need to dominate. We got to put our foot on these teams' throat. We have to take the ball back. We haven't been taking the ball back. I don't remember the last time we had a dang on turnover. We ain't had one against Carolina. And I don't remember the last time the defense had an interception. I think it was bleeding way against Chicago. That's the last turnover I remember. But the defense is just not doing their job all the way around. The guys that got paid, like Keanu Neal's not making those splash plays. Deion Jones ain't doing nothing. And that's why every show we're like, where are the leaders on this defense? Like, nobody's doing nothing. Dante Fowler ain't doing nothing. Like, everybody that we expected to come out and actually, you know, do something to be playmakers, I haven't seen the playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. And that's the problem. And that's the reason why I've been saying I don't see this team turning it around. As much as I like to be the voice of reason and be like, you know, it's still 11 games left and stuff like that. If you let the team run through you, they didn't even have Christian McCaffrey. They got some guy off the street. Mike, Mike Davis ain't nothing special. And he running on us like he Barry Sanders or somebody. So I'm like, if he doing that to us, what we think Dalvin Cook going to do to uh, do to us this week? He's 20 times better than Mike Davis. So we better come with it. That's all I got to say. We better come with it. I about to say, you want to know where that defense was as well? I found him at the toy store. I want you to look at this. No, Lord. <laughs> 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 so, this is oh, what people do. Y'all see that? Salt Cupcake and a motherfucker. Cupcake. Cupcake. With the dress on, too. Oh, man. That's how they was getting Put the dresses on. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. I'm sorry. I had to do it. It, 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 it just, like, like you said, it just it's just that bad where like you said, you you have a quarterback literally sitting in the pocket for six seconds, looking at your pass rush, looking like, why are y'all not coming to me? I like it, what uh, Big Nasty said. Our D yeah. is soft as fuck, no swagger, no confidence till they make it play. Yeah, I don't see confidence. That's right there. Oh my god, that in itself. But. It was like listening to that least official song, How Can I Ease the Pain? <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how that's exactly how we felt. How can he ease the pain? This, this change is kind of what it needed because like I think everybody just needed that fire in their ass. Yeah. Well, everybody needs to be put on notice. And I talked about it. Now that Dan Quinn's going, it's no excuses now. Like the bows are on everybody back. Go out there and perform. It's no more excuses about you ain't going to have to hear in the media sessions. You know, are y'all fighting for Dan Quinn? Dan Quinn's gone. So now, you know, the clock is on everybody. Everybody's being watched. The camera's watching everybody, the film. When we cut the film on, we're watching every single one of these players. And trust me, the way that uh, Arthur Blank was talking, because everybody's talking about Matt Ryan and Julio. And I talked about this in my video that I made. When he said that no players, no players are safe, and that he doesn't want to uh, basically say what players are untouchable because he's going to allow the new GM and the new head coach to come in and do that. He's not referring to Matt Ryan. He's not referring to Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. I mean, if you're a coach and you're thinking that those players are going, you're just a dummy. 
because any play, any coach or say again, dude. Say it again. You're a dummy. You're a dummy. <laughs> like anybody, anybody in their right mind. If you're a new coach coming in or a new GM, what coach or GM is coming in and the first player they're saying we need to cut is Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Grady Jarrett. Nobody. The first player probably going to be cut is Isaiah Oliver, to be real with you. Woo! Wow. That's probably gonna be the wow. first player cut real talk because he's the one that everybody picking on over and over again every week. Just to be honest with you, I hate the single players out, but let's be real. Like every Sunday, what player we consistently see getting burnt? Burnt like chicken. Oh, Isaiah Oliver. Who talking about? I know who you're talking about. I found I, I found his profile picture too. You want me to bring that up too? Oh yeah. Go, Go ahead. ahead, bring it, bring it up. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's him. That's him. That's him. That's Every him. Sunday. That's He's Isaiah Oliver on the pitch. Right He's awful. No. <laughs> do you see? Do you see scraping the toast? Hey, man. That's powder toast, hey, man. Right. With the toast, scraping the toast. Mister Toast. That's right. <laughs> Mister Toast. <laughs> yeah. Well, what y'all think? Ricardo Allen might be gone. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. All of them guys is gone, yeah. man. If you if your contract up, hey, look, I'm telling y'all, when that new regime come in, I can see Keanu Neal being gone. I can see Ricardo Allen being gone. I can, the only players in that secondary that's safe in my book is Kendall Sheffield and AJ Terrell. Everybody else, because I like uh, Darquez Denard, but he's only on a one year deal. So are we gonna really pay him next year when we can just go out and draft? A, another corner in the later rounds or we can bring in somebody else, we're not going to possibly pay him. We need to pay a defensive lineman. We need a defensive tackle that can play next to Grady that can actually dominate. That's what's really hurting Grady. Like as much as Mike was saying we didn't see him on Sunday and we didn't, Grady needs a partner. Point blank in the period. It's just like when they took a Dominican suit from Aaron Donald. You only can be so dominant when you're playing with a bunch of cupcakes next to you. I'm sorry. These guys are playing like cupcakes. We can't expect Grady Jarrett to beat double teams and triple teams every single game and nobody else is stepping up. Like, he needs help on that defensive line. So, in the draft, I don't want to hear nothing about a quarterback, us drafting a quarterback. We need to fix the trenches. The defensive line is despicable. Like, teams are just running. I don't care what running back we play against. It seems like every running back comes in and gets 100 yards like it's like it's nothing. We've seen that on Sunday. Mike Davis looked like a pro bowler, and I'm telling you right now, he's not a pro bowler. Because I've seen his games, his tape, prior to playing us. We made him look like a pro bowler. And that's effort. That's why I'm saying that this team is not performing. Because you got three and four guys coming in for a tackle and you got one guy carrying everybody. That's effort. That has nothing to do with talent at that point. That's all effort. This kind of goes in the line of what you guys are talking about. But uh, for Prince Ward, where would y'all start to build this defense? Yeah, I was just saying with the defensive line, it has to start with the defensive line up front. If you can affect the quarterback, you can win in this league. You don't affect the quarterback, you're not winning, period. You can't stop the run and you let a quarterback sit back there and scan the field. I don't care if you got four Deion Sanders in the back in, in your secondary. You only can cover for so long, especially in this cupcake soft league where now if you touch somebody, if you try to lay a hit, everything is defenseless receiver. Look, you I don't care how good your corners are. You only can cover for so long, especially now with all these mobile quarterbacks scrambling around like Russell Wilson, 
like Aaron Rodgers that can improvise, like a Pat Mahomes, you only can cover for so long. So you need the pressure to get to the quarterback after at least three, three to five seconds. If that pressure ain't there by the end, if you expect these guys to cover for 10, eight seconds, 10 seconds, look, somebody going to eventually break open. Even if they break their right off, uh, their route off and come back to the quarterback, somebody's going to get open eventually. And that's the problem. It's the secondary to me. Yeah, Isaiah Oliver played bad last game. But to me, the secondary actually looked better to me with A.J. Terrell and with uh, Kendall Sheffield back there. But there was no pressure getting to the quarterback. So he was chilling. Bridgewater was chilling. If you got any quarterback that's decent, that's accurate, and they got all day, they're going to be able to make a slant pattern. That's not hard to throw a slant pass. He was not throwing no deep passes on Sunday. All of those passes were three-step drops mainly. Yeah. 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 I said, before I go, like I said, I'm going to give some more shout-outs. I'm going to shout out ATL1, CJ Goat TV, Ezekiel King, what's happening, bro? Andrew G, I'm going to get to you some more of y'all later. But like you said, you got to beat that defense line up. This 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 league, you need you need beef up there. You need you need size up there. You got a lot of undersized defense line. Well, hell, this defense is undersized, period. And like and like I said, the way that the way that these players are coming out now, they bigger, but they faster. So you don't necessarily have to have a six foot, two hundred and seventy five pound defense lineman. You got guys that about six four, three twenty, that can move. Move like they wide receivers now. Like I said, you have to have that size up there. You got to push the pocket. Like you got to have the edge. It's it's all there. Like I said, that's gonna go to my point with Mike about Tad McKinley's sorry ass. <laughs> Let me go ahead and put his profile picture back up. <laughs> hey, hey, put it back up. <laughs> put it back up. <laughs> hey, hey, man. But the thing, like, hey, look, man. <laughs> but cupcake, the thing is, cupcake, <laughs> cupcake, I, I wasn't gonna do it, but I had to do it, man. I had to do it. But like, let's say, oh, you we gotta get to that. Oh, thank you, thank you, oh, God. Thank you for yeah. the super chat. We definitely getting to that. I got something to say about that one. Oh, we got man. something to say. That's gonna be my two points. So you guys stay to the end of the show. Oh, um. But that that we we go. I'm I'm gonna speak on that. I'm gonna speak on that. P- I appreciate that big search. But we definitely gonna talk about that. Um, as a matter of fact, ah uh, no nah, no, nah, we're gonna stay on this. Um, defense. That just. I, oh, what big search? You want to say something? You want to say something? Um, about the defense, you which you see in the defense, where you want to like if anything, like what do you notice about this defense that is the weak that the weakness of a defense that you know kind of bothers you, which you see a defense that's lacking. I mean, to me, it just feels like I mean, and this is going beyond just this season. Like we act like we don't know how to tackle. We act like we don't know how to apply pressure and, you know, it's just, to me, it just feels like everybody's getting a paycheck here in defense. You know, it, it's, mm. it's no hard. I mean, the only time mm. that they might 
have some kind of excitement. It's let's say Tack, you know, his big ass. When he do something, it's all yeah, we're gonna bump heads and you know, everybody excited. But he want to dance. So I feel like these quarterbacks have a lot too much time on the field. I'd be pissed off. They have enough time to check, call their mama and everything. <laughs> just, to me, it just don't make no sense to me. It's just this has been going on too long. So to fix it, we need to just kind of mm -hmm. honestly, I say blow it up. To be real. <laughs> That's just how I feel. Blow it all the way up. Because this is this is is ridiculous. And it should be next man up. If somebody's going down, it needs to be next man up. It's like they just be looking over here like, what what we do next? Like, tackle. What the fuck's wrong with y'all? That's just me. I don't I don't see nothing that we can do at this point. We need to go ahead and you know, get everybody in draft. Everybody want to get a quarterback. Everybody want to trade this for this and that. No, we need defense all the way. Bottom line. Get some young cats in here that are ready to do it. And hopefully COVID is over with so they can practice. And because I don't make that as an excuse either. <laughs> right. You know this game. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong, wrong with you. COVID, you should have been practicing. You should know what your job is. That's no excuse either. So I just don't feel like this defense is going to get to us where we need to be. With that any coach. That goes right in line. That goes perfectly in line where I'm like, I'm just going to like, I, I said this. Like, I'm I'm, I'm kind of pissed off. Um, if you guys haven't heard me say this before, I've said this over and over again, that they created Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn created a culture of uh, I was about to say uh, something else, uh, a, a bad word. I was about to say a bad word, but they, they created a culture of soft as whiny crybabies. Like, I can't even say that whiny crybabies because they don't have no damn emotions. It's like Rain Man, you know what I'm saying? They're like they really like playing on the field like Rain Man. No emotions whatsoever. It's just, oh, that, 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 yep. Mm, uh, oh, he got to go that slant right there. Oh, that's a slant. Oh, that's nine rod. Oh, he's running fast. He's running. He's a big guy. Like no emotion. Everything is so robotic. Like nobody's thinking. Nobody has any type of emotion. And this is you. The what really pisses me off about this team and how that defense was built. You talk about fast and physical and communication and your three captains are scared to open their damn mouth to call, make the right calls. Deion Jones is not making the calls. Ricardo Allen is not making the calls. They looking at each other. It's like, who's going to say something? It's like, who's going to say something? Everybody looking at everybody with their hand on their hips, looking at each other. Are you going to say something? You going to say something? You going to say something? Who going to step up? Grady Jarrett, yeah, he playing hard, but Grady Jarrett ain't saying nothing. This is a culture of soft ass weak players. They're weak. They like this to be honest. These dudes are weak. And if you want to change a culture, I don't even give a damn about like this defense is young enough. You can Isn't get rid of a Grady Jarrett and still not suffer. Like, you can get rid of a Grady Jarrett and still not suffer, okay? 
you can trade him for some pick and then get younger, draft defensive end or draft his replacement, get younger, because the guys that they have on the field, I don't see Deion Jones getting mad on the sideline. I don't see Grady Jerry getting mad on the sideline. I don't see Ricardo Allen, Keanu Hill. Those dudes are just – it's like they don't even have emotions. It's like they really are robotic. Nobody is screaming. Nobody's up there. Nobody's happy. Like, it's nothing. What? Like, I don't even know if you're real or you're a real person. It's nothing. They created Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn had to go because they created a, an environment that nobody was talk, would talk back to them. No one questioned their methods. No one would question their scheme. That's what they wanted, and they got that. I want to address they this. They got exactly that, um... what they wanted. I want to address this comment that was earlier about, oh, we don't need an elite defense. Nobody said we got to have a perfect defense, but we don't have a defense at this point. Defense does win championships, and nobody fears Atlanta Falcons right about now. Let's be real. Nobody fearing us. Ain't anybody anybody they fear is Julio at this point when he's healthy. That's it. Ridley, anything like that. But defense, oh. They already know it's a cakewalk, especially after oh, the uh, half. That's double team grade. Yeah, we be good. Double, triple team grade. We good. That's it. That's yeah. it. They ain't going to get problem. mad. They ain't going to leave. They just going to stay regular ass cover three in that regular ass zone the whole damn game without making no adjustments. That's exactly what the problem is, y'all. Like, And that's why I talked about the Falcons really need to go out and get some edgy, some edgy players, man. Some guys that's gonna come in here be physical. You need some tone setters. That's one thing that I loved about uh, Keanu Neal when he first came to the team. He was that hammer, man. He was that guy that you came across the middle. I'm gonna lay you out. He was a tone setter. Deion Jones. I really feel like we're gonna see how they play this Sunday now that uh, Dan Quinn is out. That's gonna show me a lot of mm-hmm. if the players was it just Dan Quinn's voice because everybody's excuse is. They got tired of hearing Dan Quinn. They needed a new voice. So now you have a new voice as the head coach. You're hearing what his expectations are. Let's see if we see these guys come out and can Raheem Morris light a fire under these guys' feet and get them to come play. Personally, how I'm cut from, I'm cut from the cloth of why does a coach have to motivate you? I want players that's going to go out there and they're just tired of getting embarrassed and they're going to come out there and be some headbusters. And that's my biggest problem with people saying fire Dan Quinn, fire Dan Quinn. My point is, this is their job. They're making millions, multi-millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You out here getting embarrassed like uh, Michael saying. Why are we not seeing any emotion out of these guys? So that's why I'm kind of feeling like maybe it was Dan Quinn because you guys out here getting your tail whooped every Sunday. This is embar- It got to be embarrassing more to you than the, the head coaches and the coaches. So why are you not getting upset out there? Because like you said, I haven't seen nobody get upset. I haven't seen nobody throw a cooler or throw a Gatorade bottle or throw a helmet. To me, the guys are just actually out, out, actually out there accepting it. Like, they're taking it. And I'm like, if that's the case, then it makes you look like you're out there stealing money. That's what it looked like to me. Like, everybody's just happy to, to get their paycheck. It don't look like nobody's mad that we're on a five-game losing streak. It looks like we as the fans are more upset than they are after the game. All I keep hearing is, yeah, we love Dan Quinn. Like, like you said, like robots. We hear the same thing every single Sunday uh, after the game. So I'm ready to see somebody get pissed off. So yep. hopefully this week we see Raheem Morris can light a fire under these guys' feet. But at the end of the day, 
if you were if we had some real dogs on this team, you don't wait for a coach to get you fired up. You think Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs and Ed Reed needed to wait to hear Rex Ryan or any of them coaches tell them what to do. Those guys knew what to do. At halftime, when they talk about Dan Quinn when that went in at halftime, what did you say to the players? Half the time, I don't even think those coaches went in the locker room with Ray Lewis and them. They police themselves. And that's the problem with our players. And that's the reason why I say these players are soft, because if they weren't, they would police themselves. Like, why do you need a coach to yell and scream at you? You know you're not doing your job, so you guys need to get on each other. That's what real leaders do. Real leaders go in, and they actually go in, and they go and talk to the troops. They don't wait for the coach to tell them what to tell the players. They snatch somebody up by the collar and say, look, man, you're not doing your job. Let's go. I know you can play better than this. They, they'll walk up to Isaiah Oliver and say, be, get beat one more time and see what happens. Like, I need somebody on this, on this team like that that's going to put everybody in check. And it can't always be the coach. It got to be one of the players that's on the field that's got to keep these guys in line. If you got that C on your chest, right. like Grady Jarrett, like Ricardo Allen, you got to prove it. Like that C means nothing if you're not out there talking, if you're not out there communicating, and if you are, you're not out there leading your troops. Point blank in the period. I'm, I want to say this to Archangel. Um, it pisses me off too um, when there is no passion. And yeah, you can definitely I, see yeah, all this. That that brotherhoodness or we're going to support our quarter, you know, our, our coach and everything else. It just sounds like it's, they were always afraid. Like someone said, um, when we had the guys on the I show said, uh, and they basically said that they was afraid of um, Dan Reeves. You know what I'm saying? When, when he came into the, they, the they, locker Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris Draft and Kenny Forney. They said they was, they was afraid of Dan Reeves. They had that mm-hmm. fear in them. They don't have that fear for Dan Quinn. It's always, oh, we're going to do it better next time. Because you can even hear the Matt Ryan speeches. It's the same exact thing for every player. You know, so me, honestly, blow up the defense. But everybody needs to be held you know, accountable for their actions. It needs to be a bit more passion. It needs to be a bit more aggressiveness. Um we need leaders in the locker room as well. So you can't depend on your coach. You can't depend on off the blank to get this team together. You fucking go off. You know what your role is. If you are the one that steps up, if you are the veteran, be a veteran. Teach them. Bam. Please. We don't Bam. need just a everybody want oh Matt Ryan needs to be a leader, but the, Matt Ryan is not the only one playing. I'm sorry. Everybody has a position and everybody know what they need to do. Guys. 52 other guys on that field. Somebody got to be like, somebody got to say, go K-Style, do your thing, bro. Because like I said, you need that leadership. But right now, the way that this team looking like, it's like watching a, another episode of Teletubbies. It's like, inky winky. And nobody's holding each other accountable. Like I said, I agree with what Maggie said. Like I said, you gotta put your foot in somebody's ass. Dan Reeves bought the breast best out of everybody. Like I said, Keenan Forney and Chris Draft said it best. Like I said, when he came in, he demanded respect and accountability. Mm-hmm. That's what Dan Quinn lacked. It was like it's like it's like you put Timmy on a timeout instead of putting your foot in his ass. He's like, oh, I can get away with whatever. Because I'm gonna have my job tomorrow. Hey, they like, know it. Like, like I said, if I, if I mess up, I'm gonna get fired. 
with him, you mess up, you're going to get a cookie. <laughs> so, baby, do better next time. I said, gosh, darling, Timmy, we'll do better next time. Like, but, but we down by 30 points. What the fuck you want us to do? You got to lead us. You got to lead us in the battle, bro. But like you said, the leaders in the locker room, like I said, every, every, like everybody, that, like you say, everybody got that C on their chest has a responsibility to lead these troops in the battle. That's Grady Jarrett, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. It, that's everybody that got the C on their chest. Like, and like I said, you don't need the coach to do it. Like you said, you have to take the initiatives to go out there and say, fuck this coaching staff, let's win mm-hmm. it all. There you go. Go rogue. Like I said a long time ago, go rogue. I need somebody to go out there and make a play, man. Forget all of that. Well, we need the coach to tell me. Like, no. You guys are veterans. You guys been in this system for how long? You know how to run a cover three or whatever you're out there running. And if you don't like the cover three, blitz. Do something you're not supposed to do. You losing anyway. I I need Mm -hmm. to to get upset, dog. And that's the problem. Like you said, we see no emotion out of these players. So it looks like you guys are okay with losing. Cause I don't see nobody. They not talking to each other. I don't see no nothing out of nobody. Everybody mute out there. Everybody so just at looking at each other. Everybody's just looking at them. like some damn cowards. They just looking at each other. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna make a phone call to New Jack to come coach this team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that might work. Hell, that might work. This guy, yeah, you have some fear. <laughs> They're going to really straighten up. Smoking <laughs> pistol shavings and everything. Yeah, culture is everything, man. It's, it's the culture. Yeah, culture is everything. Culture is everything. It is. It is. You got to have that culture. Like, I'm, I don't even care about players at this at this time. I think we have a very good, uh, talented team. Like, even with the front four we have, these guys are talented. It's ne- it was never about the talent. Never about the talent. But you can beat teams and like hang with teams like Seattle, and you beat the Super Bowl like uh, one of the Super Bowl uh, contestants last year. Like we beat. So it's no longer about talent. Okay, it's not about talent anymore. We can just etch that. I'm not concerned about talent because as long as you can contend and you know. Hang with a guy like Russell Wilson, um, a constant hand defense last year. Like, they was taking it to that defense with Nick Bosa. You know what I'm saying? Like, those, those guys, they were taking it to him. Like, Chris Lindstrom almost tried to decapitate uh, Nick Bosa. He tried to kill that dude. So, don't think guys have the talent. They have the talent. So, it's clearly not that. And why I keep, I keep saying this over and over again. This is why I'm saying this. This is why I'm saying this. You guys, I know y'all going to let out a sigh, a moan, as soon as I say this. This is the reason you need a Rex Ryan. Rex don't give a f- what you think about what, about him. He don't give a damn. He's going to make sure he goes on that field. He's going to talk ish in the press conference. He's going to tell you to your face, I'm going to kick your ass. What you going to do about it? I'm going to stop Tom Brady. What are you going to do about it? He's going to tell you what he's going to do. And his defenses are going to make it happen. Every time Rex Ryan 
says something, it happens. On his defensive side of the ball, can't say nothing about the offense. On the defensive side of the ball, Rex Ryan's defenses always get it done. What you're saying in Buffalo right now, Rex Ryan set the foundation for that defense. <laughs> Let's get this guy's credit. He set the foundation of that Buffalo team you see it right now. Why do you not want him? You guys, are, you guys are emotional. You guys are just weak when it comes down to it. You scared of success. Falcons fans are scared of success. That guy's big mouth. It's that simple. You want a guy that you like. You can laugh and kick mm -hmm. They want a, a flashy, you know, humble guy. We need somebody that's going to get in because Falcons ain't never had that's that. That's what they need. We've never yeah. had that. They won't we just need a, a coach. Well, we just need a we just need somebody like they said that's gonna come in here and bring a culture and that's gonna actually get his team an identity. I really don't care who the coach is, as long as he brings some type of identity, because it's like Dan Quinn came here with that fast and physical stuff, but our team has never been fast and physical. Like we fast, fast. but we not physical. That's the problem. Like how many well, times Mike Kimmy said that's the best this has fun. Falcon draft. We don't need all these quad boys. I've been saying that for the longest. Hey, look, that's why I was happy that Dante Fowler came here. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't been a bunch since he's been here, but at least he a rough rider. Like, I need me some rough riders. Forget all these quad yeah. boys. Football, and that's the reason why I was glad when Vic Beasley left, because to me, Vic Beasley... When he started talking about, yeah, I just want to be a pastor. I don't want to, you know, football is not. I was like, see, here we go. It's nothing wrong with being a pastor, but you got to be trying to be the minister of defense. If you're talking about you want to be a pastor, yeah, man, between those white lines, you got to be. on your own damn time. It ain't time to read the damn Bible. We need to put somebody in the damn face right about me, okay? Exactly. Hit him up out of here with your damn helmet. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah, just man. run up to him. Just take your helmet out there inside the head with the helmet. Exactly. Like, I right like, Chubb right. Chubb like Chubb did. Like Chubb did. Like Chubb did. Hey, man. <laughs> like I said, man. That's go out there and knock somebody out. Go out there and knock somebody out, and then you pray for them and you revive them. But when we between them white lines to play football, you got to be a little – Look, you got to have some screws loops up top a little bit to play in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But these players, mm -hmm. man, they try, they're trying to be nice guys. And you got to go out there and you got you to gotta be willing to step on somebody. When you play football, especially as a defensive player, and it's one thing I want, I want to switch gears really quick because we were talking about the defense, but this goes for the offense too. Dirk Cutter, if you watch the game Sunday and Gurley went crazy, you have to allow your offensive line to run block. Allow them to go in there and shorten some nets. The, that's another reason why we saw. On offense, we want to throw the ball 40 times and have these guys backpedaling the whole game and on their heels. Mm -hmm. No, let uh, Chris Lindstrom, let Caleb McGarry, let um, all of these guys up front, uh, James Carpenter, let Alex Mack uh, and Matthews, uh, let them guys go forward. Let those guys be aggressive. Like, let those guys run block. Because you've seen on Sunday, they couldn't stop us. When we was running the ball, we was imposing our will on the Panthers. They couldn't stop our running game. And that's one thing that I would say about Rex Ryan, too, is Mike know what, what Rex Ryan all about. He about ground and pound and play good defense. So at least if I know if we did bring in Rex Ryan,
he's going to establish that we're going to be a tough team, just like when, just like in Seattle. People keep getting mixed up. One thing about Seattle, yeah, Dan Quinn was in Seattle, but they were a grounded pound team when they won the Super Bowl. Exactly. He just yep. now became a team that spreads it out with Russell Wilson. In those Super Bowl <laughs> years, they were a team that it was coming down and they were shortening people's neck. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play tough defense with the Legion of Boom. And that's another thing that people keep getting yep. twisted. I keep saying it. It wasn't just about the Legion of Boom. People forget that defensive line was nasty. Cliff, Cliff Averill. They had some guys up there. Bruce Irvin. They had some monsters on that defensive line. Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett is a dog. Like, you need those guys up front. They could run that cover three because mm-hmm. they could get pressure with that front four. And that's our problem. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're trying to run Seattle's defense, but we don't have, we don't have those playmakers that Seattle had. Not on the not on the defensive mm-hmm. line and not in the secondary. And that's the biggest problem with this Falcons team is, like, if you're going to be a physical team, you can't be sitting there talking about we're going to throw it 50 times. No, you got to run the ball and allow yeah. your offensive line to impose their will. You can't impose your will when you're throwing the ball 50 times. Hey, I, 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 about, I about to say Tavares Griffin with the two ninety nines. Appreciate it, man. He said, "How about Jim Harbaugh?" Hey, I like Jim Harbaugh because Jim Harbaugh. Hey, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Yeah. When he was with the Forty ers he's just like Rex Ryan, even just in the offensive in the offensive mm-hmm. style. He gonna run the ball. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember when he had Frank Gore, but we should remember that NFC Championship game when in that second half. Colin Kaepernick and them guys ran the ball right down our throat. Like, mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh is one of those guys. If it's fourth, fourth and one, third and one, 30 inches, oh, he ain't dropping back to pass. He's going to put all of his guys, he's going to get in, this, in a goal line. He's going to get in a goal line and run the ball. He's going to go right up between the teeth. He's one of those tough, tough-minded head coaches. If you look in Baltimore, his brother John Harbaugh, the, the uh, Ravens are the a physical team. The same They've always been a physical team. So his brother's going to do the same exact thing. And Jim Harbaugh is another guy, like Mike said, he's one of those guys that a lot of people think is a jerk because he's going to talk his stuff in the media. Jim Harbaugh ain't going to hold his tongue, his tongue for nobody. So he's one of them mm-hmm. guys I like too because he's going to hold you accountable. Let you miss an assignment. Oliver would have been benched if Jim Harbaugh was here. And that's what we need. Guys are not being held accountable. Point blank in the period. I don't care if you got to put a practice squad guy in. By now – Oliver should have been benched because I've seen him give up a big play in every single game, and that's bad. That's bad when you have one player consistently being bullied and picked on, and y'all just keep throwing this man out there saying that he's not confident. Like the Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater saw a bullseye on that dude back. Whoever Oliver was covering, he was looking to go there first. That was his first read, and that's that's a shame. That's coaching. That's not that's not even on the player at that point. That's coaching. You have to be you have to be willing to bench players if they're not getting the job done. And Jim Harbaugh, he's one of those guys that's gonna play physical. He's a guy that believes in defense and he believes in running the ball. That's why he went back to Michigan, uh, and that's why he went back to college to coach Michigan because Michigan they believe in running the football and playing good defense. That's what Michigan football is about. Hey, I want to um, throw something out there, y'all. I know some people are watching the Braves game, but we just got another run and we got the bases loaded. Oh my God! So, just letting y'all know. Mix it up, baby. Mix it up. Mix it up. So, let's go Braves. But anyway, keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Man, what you think, Mike, about Jim Harbaugh? I know what you feel about him, probably. Same thing with Rex Ryan. That's Rex Ryan's brother, dog. (laughs) That's that's it. I don't give it. Like, I honestly don't care who the the. I really don't care who the coach is, but they have to establish that culture. 
Uh, we're like Pittsburgh. I say Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is one of my favorite organizations. They establish who they are, and they don't deviate from that. Yeah, they modernize their offense for the most part, but that defense has never changed. That defense is who it is. That's who they are. They're going to be a 34, and they're going to play their brand of football. They're going to run. The, they're going to score points, and they're going to play the same defense. Maybe they will modernize their offense for the most part, but defensively, that's who they are. The Falcons, from year to year, every it seems like under Dan Quinn, the defense has changed. What? 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 A four or four three? Uh, under or we're four three or uh, uh, you know just a, a normal four three or we're a big nickel thing like what the hell are we? We have no idea. Our personnel is all over the place. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't run fast. We gonna tackle well? We don't know. We have no idea what we are. So when it comes down to it, I just want a a, a, a hit that an established culture of something a culture of something that's all i need a culture of something Fox, we all know that from game to game step back 34 times every that's the only thing we know for sure that's the only thing for sure for this thing matt ryan is gonna go at 30 to 40 times So yes, I would like I would like put like a gym. I would like that. Yeah. If you look at if you look at the way he built that team, well, the main culture they had was toughness and accountability. Mm-hmm. Like the couple comments that said before, the Legion of we got the Legion of Soft right now. I like this comment from Anthony Wright. <laughs> Cause the thing, the thing is, the, I think the problem is we cannot be trying to build our team to be the Seattle of the South, the whatever of the South. We have to build our own stuff, mm -hmm. and that's where the problem comes in. We try to be like everybody else instead of trying to build our own stuff. Like I said Jim Harbaugh. Hey, he was tough on man. You spoke truth. He 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 hey, he was tough on his players, but they ain't get to the NFC Championship game three years in a row for no reason. Yeah, mm -hmm. he got the best out of his players, and he might be up a bargain because he ain't beating Ohio State, so he's out there now. <laughs> oh, I want to um, read this one right here with Anthony Ryan. I don't want to cut you off, Jude, but um, I saw that too. A report from NFL Network, Michael Silver, that said a uh, former. Unnamed Falcon player stated to him that when the Falcons lost, I thought they had a name. Then I think about it. Somebody, it was somebody that might have said it. But anyway, um, lost the 2017 divisional playoff game to Philly. The Brotherhood died that night. Uh I was gonna address that too when you were saying it, Maggie. I don't see my thing about when people say certain something died. This to me is a problem for me because I feel like we gotta be ment more mentally tough. Like, I remember when we lost the Super Bowl, everybody was like, the Falcons are not going back to the playoffs. They're not going back to the Super Bowl because every team experiences that uh, Super Bowl hangover. That's what I remember everybody saying. The Falcons are not going to do anything next year because 
it's impossible to bounce back from 28 to 3. But personally, I feel like if you're mentally tough and you're not soft, you can bounce back. We proved it because we got back to the playoffs. We went 10 and 6. We went and beat the uh, the Rams in that um, the wild card game in L.A. And that was against a prime Todd Gurley, if you guys remember. And then we went and we faced the Eagles. And really, we dominated the Eagles in that game. We just made a bunch of mistakes. Keanu Neal dropped the interception. I remember it was a ton of plays in that game that we just didn't make. And to be honest, we were on the goal line and could have scored. But what happened? The Falcons went away from a fullback corner route. Corner route with a damn fullback. Exactly. No identity. I'm about to say, they ain't even talking about that jet sweep they ran on the goal line, too. Exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute. We, did, we tried to do a shuffle pass to Teron Ward, you guys remember. A shuffle pass. <laughs> and that's the problem. That's the problem right there. It's like, I don't agree when people say, like, uh, something died on a certain and, – and on a particular game. I feel like if that's the case, you're mentally weak. And I don't want to be a part of a team that's soft. Like, you got you to gotta always feel like you're the best. I've never heard the Steelers, like Mike was saying, teams that have a culture, a winning culture, Seattle, if you think about it, which is worse? Seattle, they had the game won. It was on the goal line. That could have ruined Russell Wilson. But he's now playing even better. Like, he threw a pick, a game-losing pick. Like, if, if he was mentally weak, that would have ended, like, that would have made his career go in a downward spiral. But it was like he learned from that mistake and he got better. And that's the problem when I hear players say, like, when we lost a certain game, we're never going to be the same or something like that. Like, to me, you got to be mentally stronger than that and tougher than that. If you're that mentally weak, and it's probably true because the Falcons have went downhill since then. So I'm not saying that that player is lying. But if that's the case, I feel like our players are mentally weak if you couldn't rebound from a loss. Like, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. But championship players like Tom Brady, he's won Super Bowls, he's lost Super Bowls. What, but what makes him great? Is he have a never say die mentality? Because if he was weak, mentally weak, and the Patriots were mentally weak, when we had them down twenty-eight to three, they would have just quit. But they kept fighting, and that's the problem as a Falcons organization. Hopefully, we can bring in a coach that's going to get mentally tough players in here that we can bring a championship to the organization. Because personally, if that's the case, that after that twenty seventeen playoff run, all of those players kind of quit. If that's the case, then they mentally weak, and I hope that's not the case. Cause you ain't gonna, you, we ain't gonna never win a championship if we, as long as we got those players that's mentally weak. Cause football is more mental than physical, believe it or not. So, what y'all think, K Styles and Mike? What y'all think? Yeah. Well, I, it's nothing. You, you pretty much said everything I need that that I was gonna say. I mean, like I said, you don't, you don't want to be associated with weak. Like I said, as a pride, as a player. Yeah, as a pride as a human being, you don't want to be seen as weak. You have, you take pride in what you do. And I said the NFC Championship game, like you said, that right there, like you said, you run you run the shovel pass, jet sweep. Like I said, instead of just trying to pound the rock in it. Yeah, man. It was kind of like I said, I could see where he said it was kind of like it. I wouldn't say it died, I say it was kind of like the trickle downfall because yeah. it was uh, like, like I said, after that Super Bowl loss, 
It should have been like it should have been just like an immediate fire lock. Fuck, we getting back. And it did it, it, it didn't seem like it. Like I said, you got it that year, but after that year, it was like seven nine, seven nine. That 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 it ain't go up. And that's what got it. That's what made him get fired. Instead of a progression going up, is declining going down. Yeah, but I agree like, with you. Like I said, and the brother, like I said, it just made it seem like that brotherhood was just something you put on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcon brotherhood. I felt bad for Derek Moore. He made that good ass speech about the brotherhood, and they they tarnished it. <laughs> hey man, let me just say this about Shea Buttercream Brian. Um. Up here, this man all oh, everybody nuts. He on Brady nuts. He on damn Wilson nuts. Like, what hell team you got? Like, what what who, what is your damn team? Are you a fire fan or you just a damn nut rider? I'm here talking about Brady the god. Like Brady the goat and Wilson is a god. What the hell Wilson done did? He ain't he ain't won nothing. He ain't winning that championship. The Legion of Boom won that championship. Okay, he didn't lead anything. Get off the nut sacks, okay? Let the man have him back. Jesus Christ. Come here like on the Falcon channel talk about some damn Tom Brady. Man, you man, you got some damn nerve. You you lucky we haven't muted your ass. You, you lucky for that. All right, but as far as that's concerned, man. I'm just at a loss for words, to be honest. I'm at just a loss for words. At a loss for words to see grown-ass players making millions of dollars and nobody has any balls to say anything. Like, you you said, if you made a couple million dollars, you should be fine for the rest of your life, at least to invest in something. Like, you should be okay. You're not hurting. And the fact that you still don't have the nuts, the guts to step up and speak out when clearly three years of this dude has had, what, two winning season in, what, five, six years? And nobody questioned him as a – nobody questioned his methods. Nobody on the defensive – only one player – Quentin Dan Quinn's and their method and their methods. And as soon as he did, they got his ass out the same year he started crying. Roddy White. Roddy Roddy right. That's it. That's the last guy that was willing to step up and speak out against Kyle Shahan and Dan Quinn. He knew what they were doing wasn't working and it was going down the wrong road. And they got rid of the loudmouth before he got got in the um in the locker room. That's the real reason. It wasn't because Roddy White didn't have it. They outlawed. They outlawed essentially what they did. They outlawed Roddy White. They labeled him as a troublemaker. That's the reason. The real reason why he couldn't get a job after he was cut by the Falcons. The Falcons black. They they really outlawed Roddy White. Nobody wanted to touch him. He had to go back and recreate 
His good name. I'm gonna say this. Um, that's real. In reference to that, um, I don't know was the Cowboys game after that or whichever game it was. Um, they put the spotlight on Julio, and he had a press conference. I think everything that Julio said in his conference, he was irritated. I understand, but you can just tell that is the attitude of the locker room. They were too busy worried about what us fans are saying, and he basically just kind of just shitted on us, to be honest. And he basically was like, um, you know, pretty much he just said, fuck the fans. That's how I feel. Because it was mm -hmm. like, no one cares about us anyway. And it's like, is that the attitude that you want? That's, that's the attitude that you have, really? Your main concern is, because why you're sitting over there hurt, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go there with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, we wondering if you're going to be in the game or out of the game. And the first thing that come out of your mouth is pretty much fuck the fans. So I feel like when he said that, it trickled down to it's telling me what truly that locker room focus main focus is. They worried about having fashion shows. They worried about making their little money. They don't want to show up to play and practice or anything like that because they know that paycheck is going to be there with uh, off the blank Dan mm -hmm. Quinn, Thomas Dimitrov. They know that they're going to always because we're going to kiss their ass because guess what? These are our playmakers. Just like Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan. If that that play calling is not going well, act like your headset don't work, sir, and do what you need to do. Because exactly. our coaching staff is not going to get us there. So I need an attitude more on the field that I'm a player and I'm accountable. You know, I, and I'm not seeing that. Y'all worried about the wrong thing. That's just how I feel. That's just want to add that since y'all was talking about Ryder White called things out and things like that. We do need that aggressiveness. We do. We need more people that's going to call out these coaches like, yeah, bro, you ain't doing this. We don't even fear you when you come in the locker room. It's too much niceness and too mm -hmm. sweetness and trying to kiss up and keep your little contract. But you should be wanting somebody else to be looking at you at the same time because who says you're going to be a part of this Atlanta Falcons team going into the next season? So why would you lay there and act like you don't know what you're doing? We looking. Scouts and everybody's looking at you right about now. Nobody going to want to pick up anybody from the Falcons defense. I know I wouldn't shit. I don't even want no motherfuckers on my defense. It's my team, shit. Shit, I go to Home Depot and buy a motherfucking cashier that got more heart than they do. <laughs> I wish you in here. Yeah. And to be honest with you, man, I didn't even know he did that. I didn't I didn't yeah. know that. That's the first time yeah. I heard about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. That's that bad mentality to have right there. Mm -hmm. That is a bad mentality because if you're more worried about what the fans talking about you instead of you performing, it ain't like you out there playing 85, 90% of the snaps, bro. You really only out there for two out of five plays. Mm -hmm. And see it. And the fans is upset because the fans have higher expectations for the team because we know what they yeah. can do. We're fed up with it. And it's like it's, it's like you got like like it's like being an A student. You expected that student to have A's, but he's getting F's. So he's like, "Fuck it." What's the point? What's the freaking? I kind of want to piggyback on what uh what you guys were talking about before we get off this topic. 
when they were talking about in 2017, one of the players was saying that he feel like that's where it all went downhill and that's where the brotherhood died. Personally, I don't think that. You know what I really think uh, what really hurt this team is when Kyle Shanahan left. And the reason I say that is because of his running scheme. Mike's talked about it. You can't be successful. Go look at our running, where we rank as far as running the football, rushing the football since uh, Kyle Shanahan left. People always want to say Kyle Shanahan is a genius. He's not really necessarily a genius. He knows how to scheme up run plays. He knows how to scheme guys open in the pass game. But what people don't realize is with the running game, that's what opens up the pass. And Mike's talked about it numerous times on his channel. If you go look, if we pull it up right now, Mike looks it up right now. When the year we went to the Super Bowl, we ranked, I believe, in the top 10 in rushing. Ever since Kyle Shanahan, uh, Kyle explosive Shanahan left. Run plays, explosive running plays on top of it. Explosive exactly. running plays. Ever since he left, that's really where the offense started to get soft. All of the passing lanes for Matt Ryan started to close up. Matt Ryan started to take more sacks because we stopped running the football. If you look the last couple years, we're ranking in the 20s in rushing. When you're a team that can't run the football, it doesn't open up your pass. I don't care how many great wide receivers you have. Your team becomes soft, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, Cal Shanahan, the biggest thing with Cal Shanahan, it's not that he was such a great coach. It was that he knew how to scheme up those runs. Look at the 49ers. He knows how to create those running lanes. It seemed like when he left, our running backs couldn't. Uh, Devontae Freeman started to get injured. Uh, Tevin Coleman, all of those big gaps that they had in the running game. Because in that season, like Mike was talking about, we had tons of explosive running plays. When he left and Sark took over and then Dirk Cutter came back, he's got awful <laughs> at creating those running plays, at designing those running plays. And that's really what's killing us, and that's what Big Low talks about all the time. Um, when he talks about we put too much onus on Matt Ryan. Like, we put everything on Matt Ryan's back now. Like, Matt Ryan has to get us there. Matt Ryan has to win these games for us. When uh, Kyle Shanahan was here, he took some of that burden off of Matt Ryan because he knew how to scheme up plays to get guys open in the passing game, and he knew how to scheme open those running plays. And that's been our biggest issue. When we got Sark in here, they were trying to make him learn Kyle Shanahan's plays. Same thing when Dirk Cutter came back. They were trying to get those guys to learn Kyle Shanahan's running schemes and things of that nature, and those guys weren't able to do it. And that's the biggest issue with this team that I'm seeing on the offensive side of the ball. And I and next maybe next show I'll have for you guys the rankings so you guys can see what I'm talking about as far as where the Falcons rank in rushing. Because if you look at the teams that's winning, like Baltimore, the teams that can run the football, the Tennessee Titans, those are the teams that consistently win and consistently dominate the office, uh, the offensive and the defensive line. And that's one of the biggest problems that I've seen with this offense and with our Atlanta Falcons team. Ever since Kyle Shanahan left, the running game left with him. Everything's been going down here, mm -hmm. uh, downhill as far as our rushing. And that's this, one of the um, biggest comment issues. that goes in the line with what you're saying, Drew, right here. Shea Bryant. Um, what's the fucked up part is that when we do get a new quarterback, everybody want to trade Matt for, you know, um, where is Matt going to go? And like he's saying now, Shanahan really did work well with Matt Ryan. So, I mean, that's the question. Everybody want to trade Matt Ryan, but where is he going to go? Hmm? I mean, you, you realize what's going you on know, with his contract. They don't know how much quarterback they don't know how much quarterback they like Dakota Prescott was online for about $40 million. Y'all, I'm sure y'all want another quarterback? Like, 
the price for quarterbacks is going up. It's not going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. so sure you won't. Like, seriously, do you sure you want to pay another quarterback? Because y'all complaining about $30 million Matt Ryan is getting paid, and he's like 10th when it comes down to quarterback uh, contracts right now. Are you sure you want to get another quarterback? Because if this quarterback turns out to be another Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be a damn – he'll have damn near $500 million himself. So, like, let's – like, that's what – this is what I'm saying. Get out your feelings, Falcons fans. Get out of your feelings and get smart. Educate yourself. Stop being emotional. Use things, you know, when when things don't go our way. When things don't go our way, then not one particular person didn't improve. It's a team effort. This defense has been like this for a while. How many times are you going to rely on Matt Ryan at the age of 36 like any quarterback? You looking at Drew Brees. Drew Brees, five, like, Three years in a row, 5,000 passing yards, nearly 40 touchdowns every single year. And those guys won 79 three years in a row. A, a per, single person can't do it. A single side of the ball can't do it. If you breeze a Hall of Famer can't do it, what the hell you think Matt Ryan is going to do? No one side of the ball can lead a team to a Super Bowl and consistently win. He's I mean, for one thing, what quarter, what quarterback want to sit behind Matt Ryan for a couple of more years, though? Let's be real. Y'all want to tank and all this for these quarterbacks, but who in their right mind want to sit behind Matt Ryan on the bench for a couple of years? Exactly. To me, that's you just, just waste the draft picks. That's just how I'm looking picks. at it. You just waste well, you're, you're wasting draft picks. Like, exactly. And to be honest, that's our biggest problem. And Mike talked about it. With our fan base, it's like we say we want to win a Super Bowl out of one side of our mouth, but then on out the next side of our mouth, we're saying let's draft people we don't even need, like positions we don't even need. You don't win Super Bowls by draft quarterbacks. Name me a rookie quarterback that came right in and won a Super Bowl. I'll wait. Somebody put it in the chat. Name me a rookie, a rookie quarterback that came in and won a Super Bowl. I'll wait. I don't know one. I don't remember one that came in. Even if he went to a good team, Patrick Mahomes didn't win a Super Bowl his rookie season. So if you guys saying get rid of Matt Ryan, okay, mm-hmm. so that means that we're gonna have a losing season next season too because you're not winning a Super Bowl if you bring in Trevor Lawrence. He's not winning a Super Bowl in his rookie season. So that's why I say that we have to be careful what we say. Like we say as fans, we want to get rid of this player and want to get rid of that player. But like you said, who are you replacing them with? Let's trade Julio. Okay, who are you bringing in? Because I see bust every year out of that draft. I never want to give up a sure thing for something that yeah, you can have a high draft pick, but you have to pick correctly. Like how many times Mike talked about this in his video earlier? He made a video earlier today. Y'all go uh, go sub his channel, Mad Mike Sports. He talked about it. Thomas Dimitrov missed uh, missed on Tat McKinley. He missed uh, missed on Vic Beasley. These are all first round draft pick people. So if you want to say, okay, well, let's get rid of Julio Jones and get three first-round draft picks for him, okay. But you got to hit on those draft picks. Like, it's not guaranteed that you're going to tra- get rid of Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and you're going to get two historical great players. That It don't work that way. It, it's people that miss on the draft every year, first-round picks that become busts. People talk about Ryan Leaf for a reason. Ryan Leaf was a top pick in the draft, and he turned out to be trash. So I'm telling you guys. Be careful what you what you wish for. 
Like, yeah, we can get rid of Matt Ryan. We can get rid of all of these guys that we have. But the grass ain't always green on the other side. That's all I'm going to say. Did y'all look at those cap hits if you do trade Matt Ryan? Oh, yes. This team oh, can't yes. right now. Because you talking about next year, 50 million. The year after that, 26. The year after that, nine by nine million. We already in cap hell as it is now. <laughs> exactly. You trade, like you said, you trade Matt Ryan, but are you? You really you risking a lot. And that's just Matt Ryan. That's just Matt Ryan. Ryan. You ain't even talk about my, uh, Julio Jones's money. You ain't even talk about Julio Jones' money. Who got a twenty the million dollars? The bottom line is, we got to get out of these bad contracts. That's one thing. Like before we even think about anything, like you said, cap space hell right at this point. So. We got to do what we got to do in the draft as much as we can. And Arthur Blank already said he's not going to uh, trade any veterans and, you know, for mass picks. So it's like all this trade, this, y'all just speaking. They playing too much mad. I mean, I'm telling you what's going on. <laughs> but they playing too much franchise mode where you can just trade anybody and bring in anybody. It don't work how football works. That's not how the cap works. I didn't mean to cut you off, Mike, but that's just not how it works. Like, you yeah. can't just. It's not interchangeable that way. Why do you think in the NFL you don't even see trades that often? It's not like basketball where you can just trade this player for that player. It don't work that way. How the cap is set up. And to be honest, like we've talked about this, the Falcons paid the right players. The, the players that we paid, Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones, I expect all of those guys to still be here. We need to build around those guys. What we're missing on this Falcons team is the complementary pieces. We're not missing. Damn. We don't need <laughs> – yeah, I'm just being real. We don't like people acting like we need big pieces. Like we have a great quarterback. We have great wide receivers. We need complimentary pieces. Like we're not far away from a Super Bowl. We have the guys. We need to get those guys around Grady Jarrett. I've been talking about it. We don't need to trade Grady. Grady's not the problem. Like we're focusing on the wrong stuff. We need to get rid of some of these guys that I'm talking about, like Isaiah Oliver, like the guys that we see are the problem. Why are we talking about we're wasting all this time talking about great players historically great players we're wasting our time even talking about them because we already know it's a reason they got those big contracts people like julio jones got that guaranteed money because he's a great player matt ryan got 200 million dollar deals because he's that dude so if you guys are haters and just don't believe it you don't you need to go ahead and be a fan of another team because if you think that matt ryan is going anywhere anytime soon you're drinking you're smoking something i want what you're smoking i want what you're drinking because he's not going nowhere. Get Julio Jones a defense. You know what I'm saying? All these trading. Get Julio Jones a defense. Like, you can't run the game and then be in the lead and then our defense just boo-boo soft. What do you expect? Now he's going to – people going to drop passes. People
Matt Stafford, got <laughs> his he ain't won a playoff game yet. Exactly. So, like you said, so so let's just look at this case. Okay, they didn't give Matt Ryan the extension, and he went to another team. And what happened if he won a Super Bowl then? Now y'all be the same guy talking about, damn, I wish we had Matt Ryan. Like I said, at the time, the deal had to be done. There was no other quarterback out there. These rookie, these rookie quarterbacks coming in are not a sure thing. And boy, boy, boy. They are not a sure thing. Like, like I say, it all depends on the system. And you want a rookie quarterback with dirt cutter the way he's calling plays now? Like I said, that's a 50 50 shot. And this COVID thing doesn't make none of this stuff any better. And R2K says something here that I think, Mike, I think you might touch on this and say Tack already showing that he doesn't want to be here. Oh, yeah. Oh, we know that. We know that. You don't know his be. little sense of advance. I want to be cup. He, he got them cup. He's a damn cup. That's his name. Cup Kate McKinley. <laughs> cup Kate McKinley. That's his name. Damn soft hey. Yeah, he been go go right back into the cupcake. He was out the cupcake. Now he going back into the cupcake. <laughs> hey, let me let me say this, man. This is this is something that nobody touches on. Like this is something that no one touches on. There's a price for success. Success is you can't just draft players every year and not sign these players to contracts and then expect to be go, to go out and just trade these guys and repeat the process without actually paying people top dollar. That's not how like any sport works. If you want to be successful, you're going to have to pay for those. Okay, and see, this is the reason why I just don't understand why fans continue to talk about, you know, oh, Matt Ryan is getting paid $1 million dollars, thirty-five million dollars a year. Um, do you realize, right? Like seriously, right now, that's a bargain. Defensive end, like your boy Tank, um, and and, and Dallas Tank, this dude get a hundred million dollars, and he playing like poor ass. A hundred million. He he. I, hell, I can do what he's doing. He ain't doing crap. A hundred million dollars, and he's not doing anything. These players are not. Talent costs money. So we gotta get out of this mentality that we can just pay guys. I know cheap prices for high dollar expectations. You want a and get high expectations and high results. You see what happened to Golden State right now? Golden State, they got to pay all those guys. They couldn't pay. They couldn't play everybody. The same thing with the Hawks. The Hawks couldn't pay everybody. They had to get rid of those guys. Success caught money. So with that being said, man. Um, we just gotta stop with this. Like seriously, this this is not this not Madden franchise mode where you can turn the damn cap off and just trade for anybody and sign anybody you want. That's not how this works. 
This is real life money and real life, like, like seriously. Just got to stop with that mentality. This ain't, this ain't Major League Baseball. They ain't got no cap. Good comment. They talking about Robbie Anderson uh, and the Jets having to let him go, and he went to Carolina. We we know about Robbie Anderson because he was smoking us on Sunday, and that's and yeah, we know Robbie Anderson will uh, real well, and that's the problem when you don't capitalize on your opportunities. Like when we talk about Seattle, it's like they won a Super Bowl when Russell Wilson was on his rookie deal. We went to the Super Bowl with Keanu Neal and uh, Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones. Uh, Devondre Campbell, those guys were rookies. So that's why we were able to bring in a Dwight Freeman. We were able to pay, you know, certain guys because we had the money. We had the money to do it. But eventually, it's like we didn't win in 2016. We didn't capitalize like Seattle capitalized. Because if you think about it, that's what broke up the Legion of Boom. Money. Like they couldn't afford to pay Chancellor. Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't afford to pay all those guys. They had to slowly but surely start blowing up that great defense because Russell Wilson got that big contract. So his defense went out the window. Like, if you look at Seattle's defense now, it's a totally different defense. Like, none of those guys from the Legion of Boom are there anymore. None of them. It's a reason for that because they had to pay their quarterback. It's the same thing with us. We didn't capitalize on our chance when we had those guys on our rookie deal to win the Super Bowl. We got to the, we got to the Super Bowl, and we had the extra money, like I said, to go in and bring in those extra pieces. But, hey, you got to live with it. You know, the pay, the players that we paid, we paid the right guys. Now it's about bringing in those complimentary pieces, point blank in the period. He said Keanu Neal's not, uh, not the same no more after the injuries. I mean, after you have two devastating That's injuries cool, like dude. that, I mean, those those lower extremities, you know, uh, ACL and Achilles, yeah, I mean, you can see he's not moving the same. He even said it during training camp, during the, the, the small training camp we had. He was talking about him losing weight and him trying to get used to moving out there again. Like, you have a serious injury. I don't care who you are. It's going to take time mm-hmm. for you to get back to what you was. And he might not never be what he once was. Like, let's be real. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I was talking about maybe moving him to a, maybe like inside the box and play like a, a linebacker position. Because it's like you have those serious injuries to your, you know, the Achilles blowout and the ACL tear. You know, I haven't seen many players come back. The the Achilles is one of the worst injuries you can have, like, in mm-hmm. basketball or football, because that changes your ability to be able to cut on a dime. So I feel like this year, Keanu, if you watch him play, he still can tackle and stuff like that. He just can't he can't cover as well as he once could. But I've seen a couple of times where he was in coverage and he gets – when somebody's doing those in and out routes, he just basically gets hope because he doesn't have that quick. He doesn't trust his ACL and his Achilles yet. He just don't have that trust. It takes time, people. I mean, I don't know what you guys, you know, want from this guy. He's out there giving his all, but he might not never be what he once was. Yeah, I think I think Keanu Neal's skill set is kind of I, I I like his skill set. I think he should play linebacker, but as a safety, like I said, his skill set is kind of like five years too late, especially with the way the game is now. Mm-hmm. You, want, you do want your safety to be a little bit more versatile as far as hitting, covering, and stuff like that. So that's why I feel like where he really get injured is, like I said, coverage. He, like I said, he's 50-50 in coverage. His ball skills ain't there. But 
You still mm -hmm. need, like you said, you still need that intimidate. He'll intimidate the hell out of people. He intimidates the hell out of me every time I hit him. Show the pass club, click clap. <laughs> but I think we drafted his replacement. Uh, uh, Chase Dow. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think Hawkins is gonna be that guy that can cover and can hit and stuff like that. I like what I saw out of him in uh, that Green Bay game. But I do want to get to this comment, uh, Jeffrey Miller. Uh, what are your thoughts um, if we do good with Morris? I'm thinking he's asking about Raheem Morris. What are we going to do with Raheem Morris? Uh, is the team going to come out and perform and stuff like that? Oh, he is. He's, he's nothing. He's nothing. He's not coming back. He's a part of the problem. Why we want to keep people who was a part of the problem? He's a part of the problem. He couldn't get the job done either. So that's just like I don't, I don't want any of those guys anywhere near the new – like. The new regime, let them have guys, okay? Yeah. Let them have their guys get rid of the trash. We starting over. I completely agree. I about to say, there's a comment here. Peter Vincent said, what happened to Debo? He's so lazy now. There must be some nice checks, blank cashing in. I don't think it's so much he's lazy. I just think with the defensive line not really holding that wall up, he's Basically, mm -hmm. yeah. getting washed so out. Hello, Chase Styles. <laughs> like I said, Debo basically a safety when you look at him. Yeah, fast as hell, but two, he's small. Two, 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 yeah, he ain't even that. He like 215, 220. That's a safety, and that's 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 something he was bigger than that. Like his his size was about 230. Dan Quinn asked him to play. To lose weight so he can play a lot faster. And see, that goes back to what you were saying about he's just getting pushed around. These guys too light in this, man. They too light. They're getting pushed around. Like that's not like as a coach, you should know that, especially being a defensive defensive tackle. This dude is a defensive tackle. And he was a big defensive tackle. Dan Curry, big defensive tackle. And you preaching small ball. Like, I don't understand that concept. I don't get it. How the hell are you a defensive tackle and you preaching small ball? Like what? What? Exactly. That's the problem. And y'all, I dare somebody go look up what Seattle, the players that Seattle had on their defensive line. They wasn't as small as we are. I keep talking about it. Like mm -hmm. we keep saying we're the Seattle of the South. No, we're not. If you go look at that Seattle team, they didn't have a bunch of small. Bobby Wagner's not a little dude. He's bigger than Deion Jones. KJ Wright is not a little dude. Those dudes are big. Those dudes are big and fast. It's a difference from being, like I said, we don't have enough bricks in our back pocket. That's all I'm going to say. Them players don't have enough bricks in their back pocket. See, I'm going to say one thing, too. See, I know y'all going to recognize this picture I'm about to put up. This is what we missing right here. Look at that. I know y'all remember Big Grady Jackson. Yeah, man. <sighs> Hey man, <laughs> this is what we need right there. Like I said, that's what the defensive line need. They need somebody of that stature. Yeah, man. Because D D D Debo can't hold. He can't hold up. He can't. He can't hold up when them offensive linemen putting them hands on. Him. Got a comment. Mm -hmm. I think that that uh, Mike finna go in on the comment too. I hey, think I'm uh, hey, hey, big surge, big surge. Look, man. Let, let's let's. <laughs> I like what 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 are we talking about? 
This defense is fucking 31st in every fucking 30th and 30th and 30. All you see is fucking 30 all over the place when you talk about defense. You're talking about we need, you don't want any defensive coordinators as head coach. What the hell kind of sense did that make? Unless this, unless this offensive coach brings either Wade Phillips or um, Rex Ryan, Don Martindale, somebody with a, a, an impressive defensive, like I'm talking about a long list. I don't want these new defensive coordinators that we just seen in the last two years. I want a guy with a resume, a long list of success, and have been part of success. Unless that offensive coordinator can, that offensive coach can bring you, can give me that. I want a defensive coach. We know we've been an offensive team all these all this time. Dan Reeves. Yeah, he was an offensive coordinator, but when he when he came, when he brought the Falcons, when he came the uh, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, who was his guys? Experienced older head coaches coaches Wade Phillips those guys who had experience like Chris Draft said when he when we did the interview with him they Wade Phillips like Wade Phillips knew everything how to get every how to maximize everyone's talent do you think a young coach is, has the ability to understand and know how to maximize everyone's talent because at each time player has different attributes and the only way you can notice that is you have to be be around you know that experience of seeing this different types of players so if, when you're a young coach you don't have that same you know that same experience oh this guy right here he plays like right he plays like Deion Sanders. i know what to do with him we don't know what to do with Isaiah Oliver because we never had a guy like Isaiah Oliver. We don't know what to do with the Keanu Neal because essentially we haven't had a guy like Keanu Neal. William Moore was close, but we still don't know what to do with these guys. And that's the issue. The young coaches don't know how to use their talent properly. And the only way that you're going to get that experience. So, like this frustrates me every time. See that we don't need defensive. Like how how else? You, like honestly, somebody explain to me how you're going to improve the defense if you don't get a defensive coach. Somebody explain that to me. How that gonna work? How's it gonna work? How we gonna have a better defense if we don't hire a defensive coach? Like I don't get it. I'm speechless. Exactly. Like I said, man, I guess they've been, they've been watching too much of me, Mike. That's all it is. I have a bad bad influence on Falcons Nation because I've been talking about offensive coaches. But my thing is, and you've heard me say this, that they can't twist my words. What I said is I would like to have an offensive head coach, but it's with a veteran defensive coordinator. So it's almost if you're getting two for one. I want an offensive minded coach, but I want him to bring Wade Phillips with him. Just like the Rams did when they had Sean McVay, when he took over the L.A. Rams, and he took Wade Phillips with him to be his defensive coordinator. 
I don't mind having an offensive coach, but you better have an experienced defensive coordinator like Mike's talking about, or we're basically doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? We're still not going to have a defense. We're going to have an explosive offense, but we're going to be stuck in the mud. We're going to be stuck in the same place we have. We're basically not going to have no progress. So personally, I wouldn't mind an offensive head coach. Personally, I think that an offensive head coach would be fine if we're bringing in a veteran defensive coordinator. If we're going to bring in an unproven defensive coordinator, then miss me with that. I'd rather just go ahead and have a defensive coach, you know, defensive-minded coach. But at the end of the day, like I'm saying, I want somebody to bring some type of culture and bring their own, you know, what they're trying to set in stone, their own identity. That's the problem with the Falcons. Right now, there's no identity. We've talked about it. It's no identity for this team. So uh, we're about to get to this two-point conversion. Um, Woo! Hey, I, I got mine. I, I hope you guys got yours, man, because this is this has been um, irritating me all day long as I saw this. As soon as I saw this, um, but you guys ready? You got yours? <laughs> you got your two-point conversion ready? You know, I, you know, I'll be straight shooting on mine, so. Hey, I ain't gonna say is it ready? It's just gonna come out the way it comes out. But, <laughs> hey, but give it, give it, give it to uh, him. But, but first of all, like I said, I, I thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Check us, like I said, watching us rant and get all this out. Well, listening to sad music is was not fun. Got me listening to a whole Nirvana album because of this. But that digress from my point. <laughs> but like I said, I'll give shout outs to what I see, William, Amy, Melanated Motivation, Lane Cook, and all the other guys that we haven't really said. We know we appreciate it. We appreciate all of you. Just continue to watch, subscribe, like everything we do. You got Jew Talk Sports over here. You got Mad Mike down here. You got Lush Exchange, Maggie down here, and you got just can't stop. Like I said, we 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 do this for y'all. Yes, sir. This is, this, we do this for y'all, and this is therapy for us. We just praying for that one oh, day yeah. we can do one of these shows after a win. <laughs> I might not watch that that much. Right. Like I said, we we, we want to do a show with a win. I want to be happy. But as I, <laughs> see, see, I want to mess me up, man. <laughs> but like I said, I didn't want to say just just appreciate everybody. <laughs> hey, we, we 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 still riding with the team no matter what. Uh, like I said, I'm getting like I said, I said we might be advancing about six to ten years every week because of, of the losses, but hey. Atlanta sports fan, that's what we do best. We ride, we die. Absolutely. I don't know what to say. Oh, yeah, just let me know. Like I said, uh, make sure y'all check out ATL and Sports Zone tomorrow and Lush Exchange as well. And let me know if y'all like the powder, the powder toast man segment. We do one every week. <laughs> you know how they had, you know how they, they had the barbecue chicken. We are gonna do the powder toast, man. Say, <laughs> let me know. 
And I'm gonna just leave it at that. All right, man. I'm not gonna be too long. Hey, look, I just wanna win. I'm like Kevin. I just wanna win. We've been we do this every week. You know, it sucks that we 0 and 5. And I'm just like Arthur Blank. He said, I said he must be watching our stuff. Cause I said in our chat Sunday, just win, baby. Like Al Davis, just win, baby. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. I just want to go. Somebody said wanna... that too. They said he's yeah. he ain't got nothing else to do. He watching our show. Hey. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, just win, home baby. Run brave. Oh, snap. But I appreciate you guys continuing to tune in. I appreciate all you guys. Like we do it, like they said, man. Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Falcons Nation. We do it for you guys. Uh, every week when we on here. We, we know that the media, all they want to do is down us as Atlanta Falcons fans. So we're trying to give you guys the most positive content we can. Um, continue to check out Talk Sports, Mad Mike Sports, Just K Styles, Lux Exchange, uh, Terror Artist 404, uh, Big Low Country, all of us, man. Y'all continue to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I just want to win. My two-point conversion is real short. If we could just get a win... That'll make my Sunday because I'm tired of losing. Like, and I'm not even a player, so I know they're tired of losing. But I'm tired of seeing God off of football every Sunday. So if we can just get a just one W so we can get on here after the game and say something positive, like we try to bring y'all the most positive Atlanta Falcons content, but at the same time, we gotta tell y'all the truth. And we playing bad. Save football. face. We try yeah, to have, we, you know, be positive. It's it's yeah, kind of hard. We, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard when your coach got fired. Like this haven't been a real positive week. So we got to put out what's happening. And right now, for our Falcons, our wings are broke right now. So it's hard to say rise up when our wings are broke. So These broken wings. Yeah. Hey, look. My wings are broke right now. So I hate this. I, ha- I hate to sound like a Debbie Downer, but it's, it's almost hilarious. Like, when I got up here last week, it's kind of like when you get used to being let down, it, the losing don't even sting no more. You just be numb to it. So I just want to win. Like, can the Falcons just surprise me on Sunday and get a W? If they can just get a mm-hmm. W, I'll be so happy. <laughs> we can just get one. That's what one. But let's not be the on 16 Brown. Can we just win one game and I'll mm-hmm. be good? And that's all I gotta say, man. Just win, hey, baby. Hey, ahead, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, before y'all go, let me can I put it up one more time? <laughs> <laughs> We don't need to end up like that. You got, you got the floor, Mike. I know what you want to address. Go ahead and get them. Hey, man, I got to say something about this little punk ass T.I. Man. You're such a bitch, man. Like, Tip is just straight up bitch. Like, dude, swear he's so Atlanta. So Atlanta everything. And You've seen, all right, you've seen what we've had to deal with as far as quarterback is, is concerned. You claim to be an AT alien. You're supposed to be so Georgia. You're supposed to be so positive. You, you, you're supposed to be on this positive vibe. And then you come out and you say some dumbass shit like, I want Matt Ryan out of the city. Like, bro. We want your ass. We want your turncoat ass. All right. We don't even. We, we, I, I'm not even sure if your ass is even five old. Are you fucking five old? Like seriously, are you five old? You don't represent Atlanta. Cause last time I seen, I 
remember you sitting on the sideline at a Broncos game and Broncos get on top of that, you had a damn a hat. And guess what the hat said? Yeah, mm. a Saints. A Saints logo. Look at that bitch right there. Look at this bitch. <laughs> Talking about he represent Atlanta. Bitch, you don't represent anything Atlanta. All right? I hope he sees this. I hope he sees this. Because it's the truth. Somebody tell him. Somebody we got tell all him. These people. <laughs> we got all we got all of these celebrities in Atlanta that square they to Atlanta. But then when it turned around, you got guys like Marilyn that hold the city down harder than a lot of these other dudes. And they they born and raised in Atlanta. But he sold Atlanta. And you one of the first thing that you that come out of their mouth. Is that you want the greatest quarterback in our franchise history? Why is 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 it because he's not? Is is it because not black? Because you love Cam Newton, you love him, you love Cam Newton. I'm just saying, what's the reason? I don't remember Mike Mike Vick winning the MVP. I don't remember Mike Vick getting us to a Super Bowl. I don't remember Cam Newton doing anything for Atlanta. What is it? Why is it you guys don't like this? Because he's the best thing that we've ever had at quarterback. He may be the most exciting, but he's the best thing we've ever had. So it, when it all comes down to it, man, I'm tired of all these weak-ass celebrities claiming they're from, like they, they from Atlanta and they don't even represent the, the city like a real Atlanta supposed to. Like who the hell say Atlantic? Ain't nobody, nobody say no damn Atlanta. All right? That's another thing, too. Like, what the fuck? Is, like, like seriously, we got to stop listening to these 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 turncoats like T.I. who follow him everywhere he goes. He follow the money. He don't care about nothing as long as you pay him. But I had to speak on that because, I like, like, who are you? You don't rep our city. You don't rep the Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. Last time I seen Samuel Jackson go harder than you. So y'all can y'all can hate me all you want to because I got on y'all favorite rapper. It is what it is. But Tip don't he don't represent Atlanta. He don't represent Atlanta. He damn sure don't represent Atlanta Falcons fans. The real ones. So Tip can kiss my ass all I can all as far as I'm concerned. He can kiss my ass. And that's all I gotta say about that, man. Miss Man, I wanna close the show. <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to close the show because uh, the Braves are in the league. So <laughs> enough about these Falcons right about now. It's time to that's the real brotherhood right there. I'm sorry. The Braves Damn. team knows how to go. close a game right about now. So I feel like everybody was like, oh, the Dodgers, the Dodgers, oh, we need to be scared of them. The Braves right now showing y'all we ain't scared of them. We just going to win. Just like, just win, baby. That's that's the Braves right about now. So I'm excited. Um, everybody knows right now they are at eight and three. It's the top of the ninth, two outs. So... Let's do it, y'all. Let's do it. Let's let's win one for Atlanta. Got since you. our Falcons can't do it, since our Hawks can't do it, let's win one for Atlanta. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm chopping on, y'all. 
chopping on. What the fuck? What, Sean? What's what's going on? Seriously. Do it for Hank Air. God damn it. Thank you. I'm in Hank, God damn it. But anyway, I do want to clean it up, though. I know everybody watching right about now. We're going to be celebrating because it's another win. We need two more. But I want to say thank mm -hmm. you guys for tuning in to us each and every week. We appreciate y'all. Make sure you're following Jew Talk Sports on YouTube, Twitter. Well, he's on Instagram. No, you're not on Instagram. You're on Twitter, though. Twitter. Mm -hmm. And now YouTube, we got Twitter. Yeah, all that. <laughs> okay. K Just K Styles, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me get these arms right. You used to the social media thing, so bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> Also follow Mr. Mad Mike Scorch. Y'all know who he is. I'm everywhere except TikTok. I'm everywhere except TikTok. I ain't on no damn thing. Well, you do TikTok, boy. I'm coming after your head, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure y'all tune in to um, ATL in Sports Zone with at, um, ATL 404, Mr. Tara Artist. Mr. Big Low Country, they will be on tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then, if y'all care, Lust Exchange is right on at 9 Eastern as well. So, whichever is your cup of tea, check out them shows out. But definitely follow Lust Exchange, Miss Maggie T. I'm on Instagram, wherever you want to find me. Um, my personal Instagram, me, Facebook, YouTube is not really big because, you know, I focus on the other pages, but I see some people subscribing to that. So whatever, wherever you can find me, if you need to reach out to me, you can email me and everything. But let's go ahead and end this show because um them braids about to win, baby. And I'm ready to mm -hmm. go ahead and turn it up. So <laughs> appreciate y'all. Celebrity sports fans ain't shit. <laughs> hey, shit. <laughs> All right, yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, we are about to be up out of here. Until the next time, fellas. Peace. 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 Yes, sir.